the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. we got a show. We have a full show for you today. Mm-hmm. We sure do. I don't know how mm-hmm. we're going to quite jam it all in, but... <laughs> well, well, it's not really jammed in, is it? <laughs> no, not yet. Kind of leaked Considering out. everything I just put in the computer so that we would know what was happening as the show uh, moves forward today, mm-hmm. just disappeared. So it was kind of like putting water in a bucket and the bucket yep, had a hole in it. That is exactly, in a tech sense, right. what happened. And we spent, what, 15 minutes yep, going through putting that? All that? putting all that in, and now it's all gone. Okay. So I'd love to tell you what's coming up on today's show, but I don't really remember. Right, no, there's a lot, though. I do. <laughs> there is a lot. In between the commercial breaks, we'll make it work. I know right. we're talking to Tony Turner today. I know we're talking to yeah. Emily Bells today. Mm-hmm. And I know we're going to the phones yeah. in just about 20 minutes. Right. Yeah, we're going to talk in in about 20 minutes about how painful your dating experience was. Mm. So a couple stories in today's news about dating. Got John and I talking about <laughs> some of the horror shows. The joy of looking in the rearview mirror yeah. is so, what I'd say. So, or some people who are involved in dating right now. How mm. is it? How painful is it? Sure. Anything that you and I negotiated with dating is got is, to be better than it is it's only right t- 20 times worse yep you know no, that. i agree with that i mean it has to be oh, the the swiping and the all that <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the know. swiping and all that you know that's all i got you know all the swiping what the heck huh mm-hmm. yeah uh have you been uh, enjoying the clementines i think i said just said to uh, my husband last night yeah i think i eat like 10 a day that's what i think i i'm serious I can't get enough of these. They're I've been eating so, these for months. I had them for dinner last night. Green salad, about uh, five clementines that you've peeled mm-hmm. and tossed in your salad, blue cheese, and candied pecans. Oh, that's pretty nice. That's and, very nice. And that's it. That's your dinner. A little dressing? And dressing. Mm-hmm. So delicious. The clementine and the blue cheese together. Excellent. But it is delicious. Now, are they clementines or are they? They call a, them halos, but I don't that? know. That, is I'm that a brand sure name? I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I really don't know, but clementines. I very much like them. It's one of my favorite things going right now in my current food profile. Yeah, yeah, clementines. Mm-hmm. Lexi, are you a fan of the old clementines yourself? Oh, she's talking to somebody else right now. She can't talk to us it's about too bad. clementines. That's all right. Mm-hmm. It's, probably, it's that management in there. I break that up right away. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wait, we're throwing you in here. Was that management? <laughs> no, it was just Lynn. <laughs> oh, 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 is she technically management? Uh, well, we're, we're, I think so. I, I think she is. I think we should say she is before we assume she isn't. Right. I think that's just the way <laughs> yeah, to that's do it. Fair. I think when the Better inner circle is called to the table, she shows up. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I that is that very fair. Okay. <laughs> okay, I was just asking. It's a minor thing. Do you have an opinion about the Clementine? Oh, man, they're so good. Mm-hmm, there I go. haven't we had one in a hot second. What? But- yeah, well. <laughs> Here, this gets your name on it. I probably have. I got another one. I probably have 
60 in my refrigerator. <laughs> in the little net yeah, bag. Yeah, exactly. Right? The clementines are kind of like how I eat a lot of foods. Maybe this is just something about like my brain, but I will eat clementines. Basically, that's the only food group I'll eat for like maybe a month, and then I never want to touch them again. Oh, yeah, One boy. thing at a time. Okay. Mm-hmm. That, right. That's immersion. I mean, tell me when you're on the bean soup kick. <laughs> okay. She's in another You should have got me like in for September for that one. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. It's fine. All right. Uh, it is a busy day. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Then uh, let's listen to the news here. I mean, <laughs> I mean I'll listen to the news. <laughs> and you, I'll, I'll speak. You give the news, okay? Yep. I'm All right. right. Without further ado, let me listen. The top four at four. It's Thursday, May 18th, 2023. Listen. Number one. Larry Scarato, Pittsburgh's acting police chief, said today during a four-hour interview with city council that his officers should follow a ban on minor traffic stops. Now, you might remember the city council voted back in late 2021 to ban police from pulling over drivers for minor infractions, like having a burned-out brake light or something wrong with their license plate. Um, The measure was attempting to address racial profiling, but former acting police chief Thomas Stangretti stopped training officers to enforce the ordinance in January, citing questions about a new state law related to traffic stops. So Scarado, in speaking today about it in advance of the city county or city council vote on his nomination to become chief, stressed that his officers need to follow legislation from city council and mandates from the mayor. He said, I don't want my officers fishing in traffic stops. He also said he was unaware of any data showing that not enforcing minor traffic stops was either beneficial or harmful in public safety. Scarato is 49 years old from the, pardon me, from the South Side, nominated to be chief by Ganey on May 3rd. The nomination, which includes a starting salary of $180,000 a year, must be approved by city council. Read more about that in today's trip. Number two. The state of Montana is the first state to ban TikTok. (laughs) A major step in the growing U.S. backlash against the Chinese-owned social media platform about concerns related to data privacy. I thought like Montana was like, you know, the open plains. No, not for TikTok. It's not. They're afraid of TikTok. Nope. He said he wants to protect Montanans' personal and private data from the Chinese Communist Party. How about that? It takes effect January 2024. It does not prevent current users from accessing the app or penalize them from doing so, but it does ban, it does target the availability of the app by threatening entities such as TikTok, Google, and Apple with a 10 grand fine for each day the platform remains accessible in app stores for users in Montana. How do you, what? They track where your phone is. So, what? How do you prevent someone from downloading TikTok if you live in Montana? Uh, I don't know, but you will not be able to do it. That's weird. Yeah. So if you go to the App Store and you're inside the state of Montana, TikTok's not not going to show up. Mm -hmm. Number three, students at Texas A&M University in Commerce, that's the local kind of like Penn State Barron or something like that, Mm -hmm. were in celebration mode this past weekend. Um, But for pupils in Jared Mum's animal science class, no fun was being had because they received a heated email Monday afternoon saying they were in danger of failing their class for using 
Chat GPT. There is a bit, not TikTok. There's a big story in today's Washington Post about it. He said, uh, the final grade for this course is due at 5 p.m. today, and I will be giving everyone in this course an X, which means incomplete. I will not grade chat GPS, he said. The email caused a panic in the class. One senior who had graduated over the weekend said the accusation sent her into a frenzy, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, a spokesman for Texas A&M had to come out and say that no students failed his class or were barred from graduating, but several students did come forward admitting their use of chat GPT. And number four, a nine-mile stretch of Florida's sugar white sand in an unspoiled natural setting alongside the Gulf is the nation's best beach for 2023, according to the annual rankings released today by university professor Dr. Beach. And that is your top four at four. Excellent. Just off the Florida panhandle, John, uh, it got the top honor on St. George Island. Hmm. Sounds lovely. You want to hear the other top 10? Sure, please do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, top uh, 10 is Coast Guard Beach in Cape Cod, mm-hmm. uh, Poipu Beach in Kauai. 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 Kauai? Kauai. Kauai. Kauai in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Number eight, Beachwalker Park, Kauai Island, South Carolina. Uh, seven, Walia Beach in Maui, Coronado Beach in San Diego, Lighthouse Beach, Outer Banks. Have you ever been there? Mm hmm. Uh, Caladesi Island State Park in Clearwater, Florida, Cooper's Beach in Southampton, New York, Duke Kahanamoku Beach in Oahu, and number one, we already talked about, St. George Island State Lovely Park. Lovely all, I'm sure. Lovely. I've never been to one of them. Really? Have you? Have you been to this one in the White House the Beach? Outer ba- yeah. Have- Is it nice? I don't want to talk about that. Because oh, I, I don't want anybody showing get, up. Because it's going to get you upset. No, well, people showing up to my favorite beaches. Is that your favorite beach? No, I'm not saying that. Oh. This, Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music on the weekends. With the best new music. New, new music. New music from John Reddick. I Believe It. I Believe It. I Believe It. Yes, I Am by Christian Paul. And Big God by Terry. The best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites. 101.5 Word FM on the weekend. I'll never forget my first pair of Jordans. I mowed neighbors' lawns all summer to save up because I was certain those Jordans were going to make me touch the rim. But then the new shoe blister, to which I gritted my teeth and kept wearing them because blisters go away. But brand new Jordans are forever. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage. And this is exactly like buying a new home right now. Interest rates are higher, an annoying short-term blister. But home prices have come down quite a bit, creating a big opportunity. Because interest rates can go away, but the price you pay for a new home is forever. We've got hundreds of listeners buying their dream home now, while prices have dropped. With a plan to refinance the interest rate blister down the road. We have a direct lender advantage that can often get you a better rate, and we provide a $1,000 lender credit at closing to all our radio friends. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Corp, Melbourne, New York. And a blessing for 1330. That's the Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672. Isn't it nice to get exactly what you want? Introducing the new My Plan from Verizon. Control what goes into your phone plan and what stays out of it. And now, get the amazing iPhone 14 Pro on us when you switch with Select Trade-In and Unlimited Plus. Get iPhone 14 Pro with My Plan at your Verizon store today. It's your Verizon. 
999.99 device payment or full retail purchase with new smartphone line required. $200 Verizon e-gift card sent within eight weeks with porting. Less up to $800 trade-in slash promo credit applied over 36 months. 0% APR. Trading conditions and additional terms apply. A lot of new enrollments, huh? Braylon, Braylon. Monique's daycare is crawling with new arrivals. Hey, sweetie, are you hungry? She needs more early childhood educators. Did your socks slip off again? And a nap. Hey there, little guy. Okay. Whoa. Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. We instantly connect you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Terry Warginis here from the Gateway Clipper. The best way to see Pittsburgh is aboard a three-river sightseeing cruise. Join us and experience our city and learn something about it, too. Sales Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, May 26th through June 11th. Visit gatewayclipper.com for tickets. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Tony Turner's with us. She's a pastor, therapist, just a lovely person all the way around. And uh, here today to talk to us about uh, Transformed for the Demonstration. Turn, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? We're good. Uh, so w- this is a weird thing. Uh, you always join us via Zoom, which means we always see your bright and shining face. But t- for a long time, we've not had the Zoom visual. Yeah, because we... <laughs> We had to uh, put new carpet in. Yeah, the entire station was recarpeted, Tony, and so we had to oh. like shut down all of our connections, and they're just basically rebuilding the whole place. Right, right. I see. Okay, well, so y- y- I can't see you, no. and you can't. No, we can't see you either. Oh, there's no point in me looking at myself. No, <laughs> <laughs> that's why I thought I'd give you a heads up, right? Thanks. What the heck? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so transformed. Talk about what transformation is, Tone. Well, uh, first of all, let, let's talk about just being formed, okay? Mm-hmm. I, I Probably when I think about uh, the beginning uh, in Genesis when God formed man from the from the earth, I almost think of Plato, you know, where he uh, th- took it and, and molded it the way he wanted it. But he said, let, let's make ma- mankind in our image, in our likeness. And... Um, so that that's the conformation. I mean, that's the original formation. But then later on, what happens is we go through life and uh, different things happen to our form. And so uh, we are fashioned in uh, in different ways and by uh, different situations in life. And um, it in Romans uh, 12, it says that we are to uh, present our bodies a living sacrifice and not to be conformed or formed by the patterns of the world, but to be transformed or changed by the renewing of our mind. And that just that word formed and, and being formed. And, you know, and I think, (laughs) I think about uh, what happens sometimes in life, especially when I was in college, when I was uh, in college the first time. And I was uh, busy trying to be nonconformist, mm-hmm. and uh, I was actually being deformed. You know, I, <laughs> it was like I was really crazy during those years. But um, then, you know, when I when I found Jesus and I, I became born again, that's almost like I was reformed. Mm. 
And, you know, what is it all about? Uh, because uh, God says that he is conforming us to the image of Christ. And uh, when I say, when I was talking about the uh, demonstration in Romans 8, uh, 19, it says that all creation is anxiously waiting for the manifestation of sons of God. That would be the demonstration. Um, when Jesus was talking to the disciples, he said that people would know, that the world would know that he came by what they saw, by the way we treated one another, and um, by the love that we showed to one another. So, you know, all of this formation that's going on, that, that's what this life is about, of us being, um, you know, shaped. And uh, when I was going to um, Waynesburg for my master's, uh, in counseling, one of the books that was required reading that just drew me in was uh, called Shaped by the Word by Robert Mulholland. That book, I think that was one of the, to be honest with you, is one of the first books I read from cover to cover all the way through. <laughs> you know, I, I couldn't put it down because it spoke to me about, you know, what it is that, you know, God in the beginning, he spoke the word, you know, and, and everything was created. And, uh, that word of God is to, is to form us, is to form the way, the way we do everything that needs to, uh, inform the way I deal with my finances or the way I deal with my neighbors or, uh, but especially the way I, you know, serve God and, uh, recognize my reason for being on the planet. Tony, let me interrupt you for a minute. When okay. you um, when you talk about the the passage that says that creation is waiting in eager expectation for the sons of men to be revealed, yeah. um, what do you what what strikes you about that in particular? Um, it it's it's like a um, it's a little bit of a you have to take an imaginative leap. Mm -hmm. to kind of get what he might be talking about. How do you see it? Okay, so if in the beginning he created us to, to be in his image, in the image of God, and that speaks to me of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, okay? And then we go to that passage where, you know, we we want to be manifest. We want to look like that. It tells me that somewhere along the line we stop looking like that. Mm, and, right. And that... um what he's wanting to to reform us and change us into the image of Christ. Jesus was his son, and we want we look like sons. We're not doing that. There's some things that need to take place in our heart that bring us to that place. That's why I refer to Romans uh, twelve because we have to submit to the process of being transformed, and that's not something that we do easily. You know, everybody is trying to identify themselves in some way or trying to, you know, present a certain uh, persona. We're trying to define who we are when we've already been defined. Yeah. Um, in in uh, Psalm 139, it says that even before God formed us, he had he put thought into it. He put, you know, he put so much 
into it until when he was done, he said, mm, 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 let me write this down. This is so good. And that he did that about all of us, you know? And so when we try to transform ourselves or we try to make somebody else, you know, because we do that too. We decide, you know, what somebody else is or how somebody else is. We do all that judging. We're operating with a, a very, very, little information since God has more thoughts about us than there is saying. Yeah. I mean, Tony, I, I love this. What I, what I really find interesting is earlier you said that, you know, we are deformed and, and I agree mm. with that a hundred percent. I mean, we come into this world, right? A new baby comes in, but already as the baby comes in right there, there is sin upon us as descendants of, of Adam and Eve. And as we go about our lives daily, we become more and more deformed away from the image of God until we surrender and allow ourselves to be made in his image. And that is that that right there, that word surrender, that's so hard for us to do because of that. I think that's probably the very last thing that needs to take place as far as, you know, submitting to the process, because everybody thinks, you know, that we don't want to lose control. We we don't. Um, I, I I read in a, another book uh, uh, Robert Mulholland wrote. He was talking about how, you know, we expect things to happen instantly. Mm-hmm. And so, for example, say you go to a vending machine, you're looking for that. You want to, you know, that uh, uh, Twix bar to drop out. You know, after you put your coin in. But if if it doesn't drop out, what mm-hmm. do you do? You go to banging on it. You kick it. You shake it. You go go and complain to somebody about what the machine is not doing. Well, God doesn't work that quickly. And so to submit to that process, to surrender to the process, it takes something. It takes us just laying down and and allowing uh, him to mold us on the inside. And the best way I know is to have that word poured into us, you know, and, and we don't even want to read the word. John, we don't yeah. want to read the word. That's the that's the saddest part, is that we have access to all of God. We have access to you know totally His character, His healing, His empowerment. Everything that we need is in in Him in His Word, and so we hear a lot of things that we think are the Word of God, and they're not at all. Because Tony, I think that's interesting what you're saying because uh, we had a guest. This was before COVID. Rosaria Butterfield joined us. For, I mean, she's joined us multiple times. But this last time, she talked again about her conversion when she was working um, as an English professor in uh, at the University of Syracuse or Syracuse mm-hmm. University. And she said that, of course, she wasn't a Christian for a long, long time. But when she finally um, started to get to know Christians, the biggest thing she was surprised at is that Christians had a Bible and didn't read it. And she Mm -hmm. said that was curious to her. She wasn't even a Christian yet, but she was an English professor. And she Mm -hmm. said, you got this book. You got, you have a book. What's the deal? What do you, why don't you read it? Like she was shocked. Yeah. She was really surprised. Um, And then of course she became a believer and then was probably even more surprised by how many people don't read it. But uh, why is it just, is it because we're lazy? Do you think? I think so. That is, that is a great part of it. I think is, is laziness because you know, we, we have such access to everything else, you know, on our phones. I'll be honest with you. I have, I have a couple of copies of the word on my phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. 
I, I'll listen to the phone, you know, listen to the, listen to the word, but that, that's what I'm talking about though. We have such access and yet we still don't use it. We'd rather do something else. And I, I think we don't recognize that the word tells us that there's going to be warfare against our becoming mature. I, there's going to be warfare against our becoming all that God wants us to be. And we need to be able to stand up and fight that. We need to encourage each other to read your word. You know, um, we need to uh, uh, speak the word to each other, psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. But psalms, did you hear that? You know, that's part of the word, yeah. you know, to be able to uh, say, well, this is this is what the word of God says. It's true. And if we get into that it's going to be so powerful. There are countries, there are people in other countries that all they want is a Bible. And, you know, I mean, when they get the word, it's like gold to them. Well, for us, it's got to have Gucci or if it's got to have, you you know what I mean? It's got to be some popular item or some, you know, thing that the culture says you know that you need to have in order to be whatever you know but it's everything except what god wants and if you look at it that that lucifer he's trying to destroy everything that's in the image of god always always because we are so deeply deformed and that's why we yeah, need god's and, word and and tempted and all the rest of it tony mm-hmm. i'm sorry we're out of time this is the world of radio but we love you tony turner is a pittsburgh-based pastor counselor teacher she's from the gracism task force if you're interested in finding more about gracism versus racism you can find that on facebook send a request and tony will decide whether you can be in or not. <laughs> Is that how that works? Thanks, hey, Tone. Tone, thanks a lot. All right. God bless you guys. God bless you. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. This is an important notice to all U.S. taxpayers. The IRS is giving away billions of dollars in tax savings through a federal program called the Fresh Start Initiative to aid delinquent taxpayers. This initiative was established for anyone facing financial hardship and unable to pay their back taxes. Qualifying and enrolling in this program will stop all collections, settle your delinquent tax problem, and even reduce what you owe by thousands of dollars. Call the hotline at People's Tax Relief to see if you qualify and get this free information by dialing 800-419-2387. If you have unfiled tax returns or cannot afford to pay your personal or business back taxes, you can now get the help you need. One simple phone call can resolve your tax problem and save you thousands of dollars. To see if you qualify and to get this important free information, call 800-419-2387. Hi, this is Jason Hansen. I'm a former CIA officer and best-selling author on safety and preparedness. The fact is, things are getting downright scary for everyone who's storing their wealth in the banks. We just saw the collapse of three major banks, and I would urge you to consider protecting your wealth ASAP. If even a tiny percentage of Americans attempt to withdraw their savings, we would see a collapse of the entire banking system, sending us into a modern-day Great Depression. Fortunately, there is a way for you to avoid this. It starts with contacting Advantage Gold. If you have an IRA or 401k, Advantage Gold can help convert those paper assets into
into physical gold and silver. This is the process that I recommend everybody use as a hedge against rapid inflation and to protect your retirement wealth from the banks. Take control of your financial safety today. Call 800-900-8000 to get your free gold investment kit from Advantage Gold. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? Want it done right? Call doing it right. 724 New Roof. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. A message from the American Migraine Foundation. It's an absolute nightmare. There's pain that does not stop. I feel trapped by migraine. Migraine is a disabling disease. I feel like I'm dying. You feel like the world's closing in on you. There's nothing you can do. It's like you're trapped in your head. There's no escaping it. You can't leave your body. Don't suffer alone. Make your move against migraine. Visit AmericanMigraineFoundation.org to find help, learn more, and get connected. Mainly clear skies for tonight, low 55. Clouds and some sunshine for tomorrow, the high 76. For Friday night, cloudy periods of rain, late low 56. Saturday, cloudy and breezy with a few showers, high 66. For Sunday, mostly sunny, turning warmer with a high 72. Monday, mostly sunny, nice with a high 72. With your Iraqi weather forecast, I'm Andy Robb. I have never watched The Bachelor. Now, I've seen the promos, and I think that's more than enough. But uh, because of the writer's strike, ABC now apparently is putting a new twist on The Bachelor. Um, This is uh, from today's Variety. Uh, They're pulling out all the stops to keep audiences glued to their screens this year. Now, The Bachelor which is the long-running show featuring groups of women and men competing for a chance at love, will be raising the stakes, uh, raising the stakes this fall by debuting the, the Golden Bachelor, a new take on the franchise. The Golden Bachelor will have contestants over the age of 65 competing for a rose and possibly a good retirement plan, announced by ABC <laughs> on uh, Thursday. Oh, the show plans gosh. to be, quote, a whole new kind of love story, one for the golden years. A press release from ABC obtained by Variety says the show will showcase a hopeless romantic given a second chance at love in the search for a partner with whom to share the sunset years of life. The women arriving at the mansion have a lifetime of experience living through love, loss, and laughter, hoping for a spark that ignites a future full of endless possibilities. In the end, will our golden man turn the page to start a new chapter with the woman? Of his dreams, or will he just pick up the remote? I am not watching that. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, I've never watched it. I've never watched The Bachelor. Me, hey, I mean, I never. Lex, do you watch it? No, but that sounds amazing. Yeah. That sounds way better than The Bachelor. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Here, this is ABC. This is like so sad. <laughs> Talk about one foot in the grave. They're saying this is an interesting thing about people who have hit the other end of the spectrum. The other end of the spectrum. <laughs> Who've lived their lives, they've raised their kids, some have been widowed and or divorced, maybe some have never been in love. Certain aspects of the franchise will remain the same, while some classic episodes will be adapted to fit the new contestants. For example, hometown dates 
which sees the potential bachelor or bachelorette visiting contestants' parents. Well, you can't visit your mom and dad if you're 65, probably. Right. Because most likely they're not around. Right. I mean, it does seem kind of, I would watch it. It just seems kind of crazy. Well, you, you've watched every date. I can't believe you've never watched The Bachelor no, because uh, you've watched the most random dating shows. Lexi, do you know about this, about his? Uh, no, not yeah. at all. Oh, yeah, the, the best thing on Netflix is the, um, well, the dating on the autism spectrum, which is a fabulous dating show. It's really a super sweet. It's so, I just love it so much. It's so kind and generous. It's very, very innocent. Mm-hmm. I love that. I also watch the uh, the Indian dating show. <laughs> Which is super cool because these it's not like, you know, one man and one woman. It's like clans come together. And, you know, they're all coming together for the purpose of get, making sure that they find the proper material so that the families will be energized mm. and engaged. That's what it's all about in Indian culture. I love these shows. Great. But The Bachelor seems... I've never watched a dating show ever. Really? In in any way, shape, I would recommend those too. Okay. Highly recommend. I think they're both on Lexi, Netflix. have you ever watched one? Oh, Married at First Sight is my favorite, where um, people are married oh, before I've... they've even met each other, uh, and it's insane. I watched one season where, well, so the one season I did watch, there was a girl and a guy that got married, and they had known each other before they even like were on the show, like Small World type thing, and really? they paired them up together, and they were like the only couple that was getting along, like all the other ones were like fighting, and all the guys would hang out, and all the girls would hang out. Is this the show where they're, like, they're in a room, like a, behind a mirror, that show? No, that one's Love is Blind, I think. Oh, Love is Blind. <laughs> <laughs> but Married at First Sight, like they're, the first time they see each other is when they're walking down the they're aisle. already married? Oh my god! Oh yeah. my god! Who would submit to that? I mean, someone yeah, who who's kind of bored. I, mean, I wouldn't see why not. I mean, I want to state the obvious here. It minimizes marriage. It does. No, you think? Yeah. Oh, my. What the heck? Gosh. All right. Um, so dating. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we were having the conversation about about this, uh, you know, the new Bachelor. Yeah. The golden years. We like. also watched a ridiculous video that Relevant Magazine put out today about what dating was like in the 80s. Mm-hmm. It was like a video that went out in the 80s that... Uh, Teen, that could be shown in churches, like giving teenagers idea of great Christian dates to go on. Here's it some is, ideas. It is so cringy. Oh, I, I mean, it's, I mean, they're kind of sweet. It's cringy. It's super cringe. I'd like to see them today. Okay, great. I would like to see them today, too. But it made us think, if you look back at your dating life mm-hmm. or if you are currently dating, mm. on a scale of one to ten, one being the worst... How, what was your dating experience like? You could say, okay, well, when I was dating, I would rate the whole thing a five. Like dating, there were some ups and downs, but I was okay with it. Or you could say, oh my gosh, I married the first person I ever dated. I loved him from the first moment I saw him. I'm giving it a 10. Or someone else could say it was one loser after another. It's a one. Looking back, what was it like? Or if you're in the middle of dating now. What's it like for you? What's it like? Mm-hmm. On a scale of 1 to 10, 800-320-8255. 800-320-8255. Open phones if you want to talk about what your dating experience was like. Okay, so... Um, We're not looking for gory details. No, no, of course not. So now you see the rise of, you know, I think something, you know, like um, uh, Christian singles. Yeah. Right? So that's a whole other sort of mindset as opposed to just i mean anyone who's dating right now whether you're 16 or 66 Mm -hmm. it's all online isn't it 
Well, it seems like a lot of it is. Right? Yeah. Okay, other than meeting in church, which is really an excellent way to meet a mate, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Sure. Not that everybody you meet in a church is going to be great. No, are you kidding me? But They're going to be creepers yeah, too. Yeah, but yeah, it's a good place to meet somebody. It is a good place to meet them. Yeah. What about today, though, with this swiping thing? I mean, I feel really bad. I feel really bad for people who are dating today. I know. And maybe that's just me not, you know, just looking over the fence and going, oh, right. my gosh, this is just a hot mess. Right. The swiping does, it's like with everything, it allows us to look at something and reject it, you know, like we're, you know, buying a pair of shoes, right. but it's a person, which makes it much, much worse. Well, it's a commodity. We've yeah. become, com- yeah, we have, we, we have made each other into commodities. How about a matchmaker? You ever seen anything like that? You know, like, I remember like in the old days, you know, there would be like, you know, a woman who had a book of prospective clients that she would introduce to other prospective clients, right? And she had like firsthand knowledge of this is how this works. I'm sure there's a tiny, tiny percentage of people who still do this today. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there kind are. Of, yeah. Kind of like a friend of a friend. Right. 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 Best dates you ever had, were they from someone that you met randomly or someone introduced you to someone? Well, I went on several blind dates, all ooh, of which ooh. were horrible. I never went on a blind date. You never went on a blind date? No, no. Um, well, one of them ended up to be okay. Actually, one of them turned into like a pretty long-term dating relationship. So they weren't all bad. Blind but date. The, yeah, blind date. But the other ones were really bad or super bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then. Just so cringy. It doesn't have to be cringy if you go into it with a lighthearted attitude. When you met on a blind date, was it just for coffee? It was for dinner. Oh, that's too It was long. horrible. That's way we too We need long. to take a break. Oh, we but we want you to call 800-320-8255. Tell us on a scale of 1 to 10 when you look back at your dating or you're looking at your current dating, how bad is it? Like one is it horrible or is it 10 good? I'm curious. What would you give yourself? I'd give myself probably a 4. Oh, that's pretty low. It's not good. Okay. Can you, can you top Cass? 800-320-8255. WORD. What happens when you open God's Word every day? I'm Alan Jackson, and I have the privilege of joining you every weekday here on the radio. I see the transforming effect of God's Word daily. Lives are changed because His Word gives us insight for the challenges we face and encouragement in our walk with the Lord. Join me and let's see what God has in store for us today. A fresh look at Scripture, weekday mornings at 9.30, Alan Jackson Ministries on 101.5 WORD. Doing it right, roofing, siding, remodeling. 15% off on all full roofing and full siding replacements signed in the month of May. Minimum size requirements apply. See website for details or call 724-NEW-ROOF. Small business owners, we know finishing your to-do list can feel like climbing a mountain, but that mountain is also covered in banana peels. Then when something new gets added to your list, you're like, nope. I'm already climbing this huge, super slippery banana peel mountain of a to-do list. At Progressive, we don't want to make your day any harder. That's why we make it easy to manage your policy on our mobile app. So climbing that banana peel mountain feels more like a leisurely stroll. See if you can save on commercial auto insurance in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates coverage subject to policy terms and conditions. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. 
We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Hello, I'm Greg Figueroa. And I'm David Figueroa. Over 30 years ago, my brother Greg and I set out on a mission to offer the world a better hot sauce. That's right, David. We made Melinda's thicker, hotter, and better than ordinary hot sauces. And now we have 32 exciting and delicious sauces that hot sauce fans are obsessed with, like our ghost pepper sauce, our Thai sweet chili, and our best-selling black truffle hot sauce. Melinda's also has five spicy ketchups made with real sugar and no added junk like high fructose corn syrup. People ask David and I, what makes Melinda so good? That's easy. We think like chefs do. Instead of burning someone with hot peppers and vinegar, we use fresh plant-based ingredients and the finest chili peppers perfectly blended to set your mouth on flavor. Go to Melinda's.com to find our line of craft condiments at Walmart and other fine retailers. And right now, get a 10-pack of our best-selling sauces with free shipping at Melinda's.com. That's M-E-L-I-N-D-A-S.com. Melinda's.com. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? Want it done right, call, We're talking about dating. What's it like now? What was it like then? 800-320-8255 if you want to get in on the conversation. 800-320-8255. Now, I believe I have shared before on the air that uh, I met my husband when I was playing a prostitute in the church play. Mm-hmm. So that was day one when we met. I was playing um, Gomer. What church, what play was this? It was the I was the wayward wife of Hosea, the Old Testament prophet. Was this like you know for? It was a university Sunday. It was like a uh, a college type of thing. I've never seen any play like this. Well, I'm. It wasn't good. Just it's... in case you're thinking it was, because it wasn't. But you know, <laughs> you know how was it some... better than Godspell? <laughs> Well, there was no music involved, John. Oh, okay. I mean, this wasn't like some kind of thing that other people looked at and said, well, I'd really like to perform that play. Oh, wait. It was like an original thing. You know, it was in, oh, somebody it, wrote it. Yeah, somebody oh, wrote like it. In the congregation. Uh-huh. Oof. Uh, That's rough. <laughs> yeah, it was Because then rough. you can't complain about it the was playwright. Rough. I mean, the fact that I got a husband out of it is shocking. <laughs> shocking. Okay, so then that was not really... Uh, how after how soon after the play closed, so to speak, did you go on a first date with your husband? Uh, well, we went out. I would say we went out as friends. A group? Is it a group date? No. Uh, there were, yes, there was a group of us. Uh, no, no, no. The first just date the was, yeah, it was just the two of us. He thought it was a date. You didn't I did think not it was think a date. it was a date. I mean, like a week. Really? But I didn't think it was a date. What did you think it was? I like, what? thought we, we were just it No, was just it was a, a guy. It was had to I be a date. I didn't know. Were you naive? Yes. It was two years later that we started dating. Two years? Yeah. Sorry. I just, what I thought, happened? I thought he just wanted to be friends. Why can't we be friends? <laughs> what happened there? That's really interesting. Yeah. What, two years went by. Mm-hmm. And you, you were dating someone else? Yes. And he was dating someone else? No. He was just waiting? Mm-hmm. That guy's patient. I know. God love him. Good man. Good man. God love him. Mm -hmm. But once we did start dating, we were engaged in three months. Three months? Mm Mm-hmm. Holy moly. And that was it. That's the end of the story. 
So that's how things started for me. But my yeah. dating life before then, very, very painful. I said yes. I, I would give it a four out of ten. I think I'd give it a three out of ten. Yeah, I, I might go down to two and a half. Not good. Not Yours? Good. Oh, abysmal. Really? The on worst. a scale of one to ten? Ten two. being? Two. Two? So, I think so. Really? Pretty much so. Why? Because well, I couldn't do it. I was just, I was horrible. I was an idiot. Because you were an idiat? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, so you mo- ma- you mostly think it was your, uh, your pro- problem. Yeah, yeah. Generally, in, in any relationship, it's generally my problem. I think so, too. Right? I mean, I mean not that I think it's your problem. No, I think it's, it's usually my problem. No, it's just me. I'm the one who's making trouble. Probably. Right. You know, I'm the one who's messing them up. I just... Sure. I'll take the... I just, you know... I, when two people get together, one person's messed up, another person's messed up, and then they come together and generally form just a giant ball of mess up. Yes. Until you get yes, help. Yes, that's so true. Right? Yes. I mean, okay, let's go to Lexi because she's still kind of. Or is she on the phone? She, no, she's not here. She, okay. <laughs> she's thumbs up and ready to roll. Lex, what do you got? I mean, it, my dating was also pretty abysmal. Like, I'm in a very good relationship right now. Excellent. Um, but the people I've dated before are. Yeah, I'd give it like a three or a four. A three or okay. four. Okay. Yeah. I mean, no one, like, do you think people have, like, I got a solid nine in my dating experience? Do you think anybody so, does that? Yeah, I think somebody, well, some people would do that. I do. I mean, none of the three of us, obviously. So, Lex, you met your current boyfriend online. What about your other people you've dated? Was it an online thing? Did you meet at a, you know, at school, at church? Line date, friend of a friend? Um, So, a couple of people. So, the person that I met before my current boyfriend, I met um, also on a dating app. But Mm -hmm. I also... Um, there were several people that I met um, that I had dated um, either at college, like um, I've I dated a person at college for maybe a couple of months and it didn't really work out. Nope. Um, and before even that, um, in high school, one of my my long term boyfriend in high school, um, we had met because I was at a talent show for one of my friends uh, at a different high school. And I had met him because he was friends with my friend. And we just like hit it off. So it's a friends a friend thing. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I've 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 run the gambit of like several ways of meeting. And Total dating. strangers, friend of friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, when it comes to like online dating, Kath, you were talking about um, how we kind of make each other a commodity, and yes. I can see how you see that. But I also see it as like um, if I'm say like I'm hanging out somewhere and someone comes up to me and I, and they go hey. hey you look you're really cute and I would like to take you out on a date but you think that they are not very attractive you're going to tell them probably no or you might say yes is like a, a nice thing but you're you're not really kind of in it right if you're mm-hmm. not attracted to right. them mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so I I think dating apps are kind of like making that a lot of a faster thing where <sighs> if you swipe left you're like I see this person, I see their bio, I see kind of what they're about. I'm not, they're not someone I think I would date just in general. So I'm going to go ahead and say no. But then what about false advertising? Yeah, so you're basically, you're saying it's just the same thing. It's just at a quicker pace. Yes, I would say so. What if you're not photogenic? (laughs) Filters. (laughs) Yeah, right. There it is. Yeah, but so, and then there's also that where um, if someone's not super candid and you do end up going on a date with them, it's probably not going to go past that first date, right? Because people can also put on fronts. I went on Mm -hmm. a date with someone who was just like, hey, I think you're cute. Can I have your number? I said, yes, we went on a date and he was one of the worst people I've ever met in my life. (laughs) Yeah, so it's... I mean, it can happen in real life, too. I it, it, Online does not change the fact that people um, will show their true colors okay. one way or another. So then what about the idea of volume, right? Because 
if you're swiping, you could go on a date every night a week. You could go on multiple dates a night if you wanted to. That's true. As opposed to the work of meeting someone or, you know, it takes a lot right. longer to sort of machinery to move forward in the traditional way. Maybe that's way. a good thing. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I think that, so the volume of it, I mean... For women, uh, it's there's a lot more volume because men will just swipe right for whatever. Um, but for men, I guess it's a lot. It's more um, only certain people will swipe right. I've never – obviously, I'm not a man, so I don't know the logistics of it. But my friends who have dating apps have been like, yeah, I have like three uh, three girls that have swiped right on me. And I'm only talking to one of them, whereas a girl will – like maybe swipe right, they match, and then they just never talk. So I don't think the vol. I think people see the volume and they go, "Ooh, that's a lot." Um, but a lot of the times, what ends up happening is that you maybe talk to like one of the people that you actually match with. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, so that that's a good window. It's it's now. Yeah. It's now. It's navigable. Okay, but I'm still rating my dating life at a three. Yeah. You rated yours at a two and a half. Yes. Lex, you're... I bet like a three or two. Yeah, okay, okay great. Well, at least we're united on that front. <laughs> but if somebody's out there who's got a nine... I know. We want to hear one about it. 800-320-8255. Nobody called. Not no. one person wanted to call and talk. Personal. It is personal. Right? Yeah. It's a good point. I mean, that's where we got Lex. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't care. I'll say whatever. She's, you know, she's young and you know eager to talk about dating it's a thursday edition it is the ride home if you have unfiled taxes or are in debt to the irs this is important news the irs just rolled out a new program to help struggling taxpayers more easily resolve their tax problems it's called the taxpayer relief initiative and it opens up powerful new options for people looking to get back on the right track with the irs and no one knows this program like the professionals at optima tax relief america's most trusted tax resolution company they've resolved over one billion dollars in tax debt for their clients and have the expertise and experience to help you. One easy call to Optima can start the process, helping to put an end to your worries of wage garnishment, asset seizure, and other aggressive IRS actions. Make today the beginning of your fresh start with the IRS. Call the experts at Optima Tax Relief now for your free confidential consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month. A savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call Select Quote at 1 800 940 6161. That's 1 800 940 6161. Or go to SelectQuote.com. That's 1 800 940 6161. Select quote. We shop, you save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. 
At Chilled to Perfection in Oakmont, you can look perfect at any age. Safe, fast, and completely non-invasive. Chilled to Perfection is your all-natural way to target stubborn body fat, age spots, cellulite, acne, hair loss, and more. For a limited time, get a cryoskin treatment in the area of your choice, plus cryofacial for just $2.49. Defy your age, where your results are their business. Visit ChilledToPerfectionPGH.com today. Terry Wardenna is here from the Gateway Clipper. Experience a night out in Pittsburgh aboard our Captain's Dinner Cruise. See our beautiful city while you enjoy a delicious dinner, DJ music, and the great company of family and friends. Make your reservations now for a night out on the water at gatewayclipper.com. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. is uh, the 18th of May. It sure is. This day in history, something uh, pretty earth-shattering happened. Do you have any idea what it was? No. Mount St. Helens erupted. Oh, my gosh. Oh, sorry. My watch is telling me what time it is. Mount St. Helens erupted 43 years ago today. Really? Uh, It's the largest volcanic eruption in the history of the United States. Mm, I remember it well. Do you? Yeah. Tell me. There was... uh, a little sort of news stories. Hey, some, this this might happen. You know, there's something going mm-hmm. on. The, the... Yeah, there was a lot of seismic activity in the eight weeks before. Right. So they were, you know, there was, again, 44 was documented ago. earthquakes. What do you mean? Between 75 and 80. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, in the area where, you know, it, it erupted, news media was actively saying something's going to happen. And then the government, of course, picked up on it and said, if you live anywhere on the mountain, anywhere in the area, you should leave. Uh, And then it became more and more urgent. And then the thing exploded and people died. Yeah. 57 people lost their lives that day. 520 million tons of ash came out of the volcano. When you see the images post-eruption, it is the trees look like little tiny matchsticks that have just been burnt, charred. It's incredible. But the cool thing is, when you look at Mount St. Helens now, mm-hmm. the biodiversity is incredible. It isn't it? Yeah. How isn't nature it bounced back. Incredible yeah. how that happened. Yeah. Uh, I was out in the Pacific Northwest about five years ago, and I was in a bus. We were drive. We had been in Seattle. We had been in Portland. So we had seen Mount Hood, mm-hmm. which was around Portland. We'd seen Mount. Uh, well, we actually didn't see Mount Rainier because of the clouds. But we were in Seattle, and uh, we were just driving along the highway. And all of a sudden, it was like the clouds cleared, and there was Mount St. Helens. Oh no, kidding! And it is shocking when you see a volcano that's erupted. Yeah. And I'm recently in air quotes versus those that haven't. I mean, it's really something. It is. Yeah. It is. A, it is a beautiful mountain. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. Um, but there are a lot of things that you can read today online about it. Um, the uh, what's the name of this organization? The U.S. Geological Survey um, put out a day-by-day rundown, reliving the weeks before Mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. uh, explosion and then the volcanic blast on the day. It wasn't like anyone was surprised it happened. No. Dozens of quakes were happening a day for three days prior to uh, this day in history. So it's, it's just really incredible. If you've never seen a documentary on it, it's... It's just, it's absolutely fascinating. I mean, what's cool, if you're ever fortunate to be next to a volcano. Oh, 
Is it incredible? Just incredibly beautiful. It's they're majestic. Yeah. They are absolutely majestic. And the fear factor is part of their majesty. Yeah. Really is. I was in El Salvador um, maybe three or four years ago. We went to the volcano Cristo. And it's such a way that you climb up this little sort of pathway and look down into no. the lava. Get out. It's so cool. Get out. And you can only stay up there for five or ten minutes until the noxious fumes will take you out. So you're up there, you put on a timer, then they sound an alarm, and you must leave immediately. It's really wild. Wow. Well, this day in history, a lot happened. So go check out your favorite online source. Read about Mount St. Helens. Much more coming up at the 5 o'clock hour. We're glad you're along for the ride home. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. Whistleblower report compiled by a House panel asserts the FBI used the January 6th riot to mislead on a domestic terrorism spike. A new report unveiled by the GOP-led House Judiciary Committee said whistleblower testimony reveals the FBI is categorizing cases stemming from the Capitol riot of January 6, 2021, in such a way as to mislead about and artificially inflate the rise in domestic terrorism in the United States. The GOP report said that, quote, whistleblowers assert that the FBI pressured agents to reclassify cases as domestic violent extremism, or DVE, and even manufacture DVE cases where they may not otherwise exist. Edwin Mora, Capitol Hill. Wall Street this hour, the Dow is off 60 points. This is SRN News. This blind man, he's seen the Lord. This is Bible League International. Shanti Varden was born blind in New Delhi, India. He lost his father at age 10 and lived in abject poverty. Because of all of this despair, he wanted to end his life. But his godly mother led him to Jesus, and this is where he's at today. He's very passionate about evangelism, and he wants to proclaim the Bible as long as he lives. And he even went to the point of saying that, if I don't mind if God does not give me eyes to see, but I think I have seen God, and if it were not for this disability that God has given, I wouldn't have known God. Shanti Varden went from wanting to end his life only a few years ago to pointing people today to the bread of life. He has seen almost 200 people come to Christ. They need Bibles desperately in India and all across the region of Asia. At $5 a Bible, $50 since 10, would you pray about it? And then call 800-YES-WORD, 800-YES-WORD, or click the Bible League banner at wordfm.com. Wordfm.com, and God bless Bless you for caring. People always ask me, why should I call Mr. Rooter Plumbing? Here's why. Our owner, Bob Bill, learned plumbing from his father who started plumbing in 1964. His father taught him to do it right the first time, and that's what Bob passed on to all of our plumbing technicians today. If you need a plumber, call Mr. Rooter. Always available for big and small jobs. Plus, mention you heard this ad on Word FM and receive 10% off your next service with us. 
Call 412-ROOTER2 today. Every summer, Pine Valley Camp changes lives, not just for the more than 100 underserved kids who attend each week, but for the many high school and college-age volunteers and staff who work with them as lifeguards, cooks, camp counselors, and more. If you're 16 to 25, apply now and come help make an impact and change lives in a fun, safe, Christian family environment. Apply today at pinevalleycamp.org. Pine Valley Camp, rebuilding broken lives through Jesus Christ. Christ. In Beaver County, camp opens mid-June. AM Radio provides always-on news, sports, talk, traffic, and weather reports. And it's also a vital service that provides important emergency information when your community needs it most. Tell Congress you need AM Radio to stay in your car. Because when cell phones and the Internet are down, this free emergency service is critical. And when you don't have electricity, radio in the car is often your only lifeline. Text AM to 52886 and tell Congress we need AM Radio in cars. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. How is your job to school? Let me tell you. I had to get my iced coffee first. I just can't seem to put it down. My favorite rapper just announced a tour. My phone was buzzing like crazy. I'm so excited. I had to text all my friends right then to talk about it. Then someone started calling me and... Let's try that again. I turned my phone off right away. I never drive distracted. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Mainly clear skies for tonight, low 55. Clouds and some sunshine for tomorrow, the high 76. For Friday night, cloudy periods of rain, late, low 56. Saturday, cloudy and breezy with a few showers, high 66. For Sunday, mostly sunny, turning warmer with a high 72. Monday, mostly sunny, nice with a high 72. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Good afternoon. Thanks for coming along today. Um, We are not, of course, on uh, AM radio, but uh, I know many people who still are making a living uh, working inside of AM radio, Mm -hmm. diminished as it is. But here's the weird thing, that AM radio in many ways, um, is threatened with the end of the love affair. That AM radio is being removed from many, many cars. Ford, BMW, Volkswagen, Tesla, other automakers are eliminating AM radio from vehicles. And um, it's the end of an era. It's it's a shock. It's a, it's a sad thing. Because... I remember my uh, our first cars, all they had was the, AM radio. All they had was AM radio. Right. Um, now, of course, people, I mean, look, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, make it sound better than it is. AM radio, of course, has diminished greatly yeah. from the time you and yeah. I were kids. Uh-huh. There's no doubt about that. Right. I mean, FM radio, of course, is still strong. People still get their news, their weather, their traffic, a lot of right. music information. Of course, you're listening to FM radio right now. Yeah, but the, people are listening to FM radio in the tri-state area here. If you're in a lot of rural counties in America, there's no FM signal for you to get. Mm-hmm, right. AM radio is the only option. So I think that this is a, de- a development that is negative in every way. Yep. 
I really do. I feel like it. Plus, the AM is the uh, is the signal where all emergency broadcast goes out from. Yeah. So, people not having access to AM radio to me is just it's shocking. It's it's it's, r- it's asking for a disaster to be worse than in, it could be. So, in the country, there are four thousand one hundred eighty-five AM stations. And so the demise of that core element of the nation's delivery system for news and political talk, uh, especially, you know, here we are, conservative talk, um, weather emergencies, foreign language programming. So it started with the um, like Tesla saying we can't get good reception on an AM radio because of all the electrical components that are running through. It's hard to ground an AM signal. Mm -hmm. So instead of trying to work around that, we'll just get rid of it because it's a minimal thing anyway. Right. And so in quick order, other automakers, because, oh, it's a cost reduction. I don't have to you know, include two sure. bands here. We're just going to follow along. Nobody will miss it. Nobody will care anyway. Right. Well, I don't think that that's true, that I nobody will it miss is. it and nobody will care anyway. It's, it's tone the, deaf. For the reasons that I already said. But the fact remains that if you have an electric vehicle you're not going to be able to get a good AM signal. And the fact that that American car makers have already vowed, which I think is absolutely crazy town, that in what, eight years, they're going to be all, the fleets are going to be all electric? Mm. I mean, there is no way I see that happening. I don't either. Where are we going to get all this electricity? How much coal are we going to have to burn to make all this electricity for these cars? And you're reading today, well... Can America's summer power grid survive? Right. And now we're talking about every single person Millions buying of cars a car on top is, of that? is going. That, it doesn't even. It, it's one of those things that's just so much the cart before the horse. You got that right. That I just can't get over it. I, yeah. I mean, so the Luddites among us will be driving gas powered cars in right. 40 years. Right. And yeah, they'll be mocked roundly. AM radio, though, let me just say it again, is not is is the standard, is the only way to access people during a state of emergency. I mean, you think about a radio, a FDR and fireside chats. I mean, Bob Prince on pirate games. Mm-hmm. All those early, early memories of, you know, what built this country in many ways is all AM radio. I mean, right. I'm old enough to remember, you know, listening to Chuck Brinkman on KQV, right? I mean, that was music. Things change, of course. But to eliminate that because it's an inconvenience for someone or there's not enough profit in it for someone, the automakers. Yeah, I, think it's, I, I do think it's short-sighted. It sure is. Neither of my kids have any relationship with radio other than you and me listening to this show. Yeah, my they kids don't. Either. Um, Lex, do you have any relation other than this show? Do you have a relationship with radio? I mean, it's my job, so. Yeah. But I mean, do you listen, like, do you listen to music radio? Do you... I I sort of do. Um, most of the time it's when I'm in kind of a dead spot and my phone isn't working. Oh, yep. so, right? Ho, ho, ho. That's kind of the big thing. Which is exactly what we're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. That is exactly what we're talking about. So I'm part I don't of know. the problem. Yeah. That's what I am. I, <laughs> no, you're, you're part I think of the it's a, I think it's another instance where the cities like New York, L.A., and Chicago they call the shots. are calling the shots for the rest of the country. Right. And so... If I lived in what they call flyover country, I'd be really hacked about this. One of the one of the great thrills of going like <clears throat> on a long road trip is just going up and down the radio mm-hmm. dots, hearing what people. I still yeah. love that, mm-hmm. right? All, everything's homogenized now, right? There used to be a time where you would get these quirky little stations, mom and pop places, and now 
everything sounds the same. Yeah, it really does. And you hear the same people if you're in L.A., as you hear if you're here in Pittsburgh. Right. And that's just, to me, that's just no fun. No. There was a day, yep. especially in the AM radio day, where it was your hometown flavor. Yeah. But here we are in FM. And that's a whole other story. After the break, we're going to come back and talk about how an Oklahoma death penalty case shook up evangelical views on execution. I know evangelicals of both stripes people who absolutely are in favor of the death penalty for justice reasons and people who are against the death penalty for justice reasons. We'll talk about it next. 101.5 WORD. You're listening now, so we know you're a fan of the radio station. I am a big fan. And we want you to know that we appreciate you. I am your number one fan. That's why we've developed the Word FM Fan Club. It's free to join, and once you do, you can take part in exclusive surveys and contests. Yeah, I love contests. Special offers. Great giveaways. Discounts. Freebies. I'd like to win one of these contests. Become a member today. Go to wordfm.com slash fan club and sign up. We're big fans. Wouldn't it be great to work in a place that makes a positive impact on the people, businesses, and churches around you? That place exists. I know because I work there. My name is Cassie, and I'm the Digital Marketing Specialist with Salem Media Group in Pittsburgh. Right now, 101.5 Word FM and Salem Surround have an opening for one talented salesperson to join our team. Is that you? We'll bring the training. You just bring the talent. An understanding of digital marketing and some direct sales experience will definitely help you stand out. What are you waiting for? Take the first step to a career that is challenging, rewarding, and helps to create terrific results for our amazing customers. Join the sales team at Salem Media Group Pittsburgh. Email your resume to brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. That's brad.marshall at salempittsburgh.com. Salem Media Group is an equal opportunity employer. Just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he's discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow and now has a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, coolest pillow you'll ever own. Hey, this is John Hall. For my exclusive listeners, the MyPillow MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free with promo code WORD. MyPillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square to the buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954 to get your MyPillow 2.0s now. Feel like you're trying to push a boulder uphill wearing skates? If you run or manage a local business today, you're challenged like never before. We get it and we want to help. We're Salem Surround. We're a full-service marketing agency that'll help you increase your customer base by designing incredibly effective plans to reach your consumers day, night, and everywhere they might be. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Surroundpittsburgh.com. I saw today that the, um, the jury selection continues to grind on in the case of the... Um, of Life synagogue killer, and uh, they've recessed apparently until after Memorial Day, where they will start the um, the true choosing 
of the potential jurors. I think 68 people have made the first cut, and now they get down to the willy-nilly. But here to talk to us about the death penalty, and not specifically what's happened here in the city of Pittsburgh, but what's happened on death row in Oklahoma is uh, Emily Bells. Emily is a CT news reporter. Uh, she's got a long career covering different aspects of Christianity and, of course, uh, national and local beats as well. Here to talk to us about that right now is Emily. Hey, Em, how you doing? Good. How are you doing? We can't complain. We're pretty good here in Pittsburgh. Good. Glad to hear that. Emily, when we uh, when we talk about issues related to the death penalty, uh, we hear from people who have divergent views. They feel very strongly about their opinion. And the thing that I think is is perhaps unique about it is they feel strongly about their point of view based on the same reason, which is that it's a justice issue. So for people who are pro-death penalty, they say, look, if, if there's someone who has had their life taken away, a family who has lost a loved one, there has to be justice for that. The death penalty is the only way to do that. And then you hear other people who say the the, the state has no way to completely know any circumstance related to somebody's death. And so it is inhumane to keep people on death row. And so as a justice issue, I am against the death penalty. Um, Emily, you've looked into this way more than I have. How do you see it? Well, it's interesting. I mean, most Americans support the death penalty and most Christians do too. Um, Specifically, white evangelicals have the highest support really? of any demographic really? in the country for the death penalty. Yeah. I'm so surprised by that. Yeah. And, you know, I think a lot of what I've heard is um, the eye for an eye verse from the Bible. <clears throat> People will pull that out and say this is the justification for the death penalty. Really? And, um, and I think that that, you know, um, could be interpreted a few ways. One thing I've heard from people I interviewed in the story was just that um, the eye for an eye verse was designed to restrain people from more violence than that. So um, instead of wiping out someone's whole family for a a murder, you would um, take their eye. (laughs) Um, So, and I don't know if that's the right interpretation, but um, it's, it's one that death penalty critics, have at least made in terms of a biblical case against it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in Christianity Today, you wrote a piece, How an Oklahoma Death Penalty Case Shook Up Evangelical Views on Execution. And you tell this story about a guy, uh, Richard Glossip, who um, for the ninth time uh, has been given an execution date. Three times Richard Glossop was given a last meal. Um, one time he was minutes away from being executed, but all these nine times something or someone intervened. Um, this is a very weird case, but it's probably emblematic in many ways of the struggle that goes on in death row across the country, don't you think? Yeah, his execution actually was supposed to be today, but the Supreme Court halted it temporarily while they consider some of the issues with it. Um, but I, I think that it this case does show maybe some of the differences between maybe biblical day um, death penalty discussions and what our system is. Um, you know, we have fewer requirements for um, witnesses and that sort of thing in our system to administer the death penalty as opposed to the the biblical requirement, I think, was something like three witnesses. I could be wrong about that. But um, 
But so our system is just a little different. It's not a one-to-one comparison. And his case, um, the the person who actually committed the murder um, admitted to it, uh, and it was not Richard Glossop, um, but he was convicted of uh, conspiring to carry out the murder. So there's a number of problems with the case. Evidence was destroyed. Um, the person who testified against him who committed the murder and admitted to it um, recanted or said that he was considering recanting. And, uh, there's just all these kind of problems that I think people who believe in the death penalty system didn't think that you could get to minutes from an execution and have this many problems with a case. So it's causing, especially evangelicals who are very conservative on this issue, um, it's causing them to question the whole system itself. So what does this mean going forward then, Emily? Bringing up questions about the system, uh, that seems to make sense, especially based on all uh, that you have relayed to us here. Um, what would an alteration look like? Well, so in in this state, in Oklahoma, the um, the people who are really the evangelicals who are sounding the alarm on this, who are not normally people who would be against the death penalty, they're asking for a moratorium on executions in the state. So essentially, let's just stop doing it for now and figure out our system. Um, so they're, you know, a few steps back from actually abolishing the death penalty. And I think that's where a lot of conservatives are more comfortable. You know, maybe it's you wouldn't say we're actually abolishing the death penalty, but you're at least stopping executions from going forward um, in practice. So that happened in Ohio. Uh, There haven't been executions there for a while just because there were so many problems with the system Mm -hmm. that they stopped doing it, but they didn't have the votes to actually get rid of it. Interesting. What surprises me is that, you know, from an evangelical worldview, from a biblical worldview, many people would say, I am pro-life and uh, abortion, you know, is just a heinous thing. But then, you know, on the flip side, you go, well, yeah, well, that guy committed a murder and um, it was heinous. And of course, anyone who's, you know, uh, up for a death penalty has to do something incredibly heinous to get the death penalty. Um, But I'm okay with letting that person die, which is kind of a weird wiggle on a pro-life worldview, right? I mean, you're pro-life for the baby in the womb, but you're willing to... They don't see it that way. Because the because the baby hasn't done anything, it's a matter of fault there, Emily. Wh- Does that make sense? It, to yeah, you? in your investigation, what did you find out about that? Yeah, I heard a lot of talk about um, this being a part of being pro life. Um, yeah. The people who are opposing it see it as a spectrum of issues. You know that you support um, life in all its stages, and the the Catholic Church has always been really consistent on this issue of, you know, being. Um, against abortion, against the death penalty, against euthanasia, um, and seeing that kind of as holistic issues. Um, but I think, yeah, it is more complicated for Protestants and their um, just understanding of justice and how uh, it's meted out. And I think that um, a lot of that is rooted in this idea of retaliation, like you had mentioned at the beginning, you know, you did something horrible, something bad should happen back to you. And I think some Christian thinkers on this issue are trying to change the way that that is framed, Um, because retaliation is not necessarily a good enough issue for us to be working with the 
the system that we have here. No, right. <laughs> um, even if it feels good. You don't become a believer to, to believe in karma, right? <laughs> no, but, but there is... A, I can really see both sides of this issue from a biblical perspective. I really can. Um, Because there is life. People who um, don't agree with capital punishment also, or do agree with capital punishment, also see that as a pro-life issue. Because they feel like if life matters and you take it away, you lose yours. Right. Okay. So I, I, I hear this, and I'm sure people hear this a lot. When someone is put to death, and again, when if you're if you're going to lose your life, you have done something incredible. Look, the tree of life situation here in the city of Pittsburgh: eleven people were murdered. The government is insisting that a death penalty mm-hmm. is in effect. Yeah, because they're looking at it as a deterrent. Right, and I get that. However, then then in those rare instances where someone is put to death by the state, then people will say, "Well, at least there's closure." Well, there's no closure. That doesn't make any sense that there's closure. I mean, how how can that be? And of course, I've never been touched by this. I pray that you or anyone listening is never touched by something so heinous. It just doesn't feel as though there's closure when someone else is killed. Emily, what did you find out about that? Well, I think that um, also to that point, you know, one of the pastors I talked to in Oklahoma was saying it's an actual evil for us to kill this person who is possibly innocent. And so there's that danger in the system, which we've already brought up to that you might be committing an actual evil of killing an innocent person. And in Oklahoma, that's happened in almost 10% of the executions, uh, at least 10% of death row people have been exonerated. Really? So 10%? there's a real, real issue there. I think with the synagogue, you know, it's so um, understandable that that people uh, want that that um, outcome. But um, it's often, yeah, it's just you see that in the same in the same country, we're also having a case across the way that is much less clear cut and um and could result in someone and has almost resulted in someone's execution who might be innocent well what's interesting is like what's happening with the tree of life and that shooter it's been almost five years since this heinous act has been committed since his mass murder Mm -hmm. almost five years and still there is not day one of the trial I mean that that goes against the you know the justice system you know to a, sp- a fair and speedy trial. There's nothing fair or speedy about this. Clearly, the man is is guilty. There's no doubt about that, and a court will find him guilty. The outcome is whether he's going to be put to death or not. It just seems crazy that we spend all this time, all this money, you warehouse all these people, for the sake of you know dotting the T's and crossing the I's. And of course you want justice to be done and done correctly, but man, it sure seems a heck of a long, slow log. Yeah. I will say one thing, one thought just to add is that um, I've done a lot of interviews with people in prison and I've talked to people who are um, in prison for life and who aren't going to get out. And um, not that this is a reason to be against the death penalty, but being in prison is pretty awful. And I think people have an idea that you're watching TV and doing lifting weights, but um, it's, it's a terrible place to spend the rest of your life. So 
Um, I, I don't think that's a sound argument one no. way or the other, but it's just a point of fact to add in there. Yeah, it's no picnic, I'm sure. So, Emily, in closing, we only have a minute or so left. Um, how I, I don't see any particular movement in um, you know states' perspectives on this. Um, is there are there states that are seriously considering changing their position now? I think it it happens very gradually state by state. And like I mentioned, Ohio has put a moratorium on its executions. Um, That wasn't something that grabbed a lot of headlines, but it sort of happened quietly. And I think that's how a lot of criminal justice reform happens is kind of when, even when people aren't, are paying attention to the economy or something that's more important to them, or it's when a case comes up like this one in Oklahoma, where there's so many problems in the system, people feel like something needs to change. So I think overall um, opinion on the death penalty in favor of it is declining, but it's still got a lot of support. So I, I doubt that you're going to see huge movements of people against the death penalty anytime soon. Emily, it's always good to talk to you. Thanks for joining us Thanks, again. Emily. Yeah, great to be with you. Mm-hmm. Our pleasure. That's Emily Bells. You can find her on Christianity Today. She handles news for that publication. Uh, she's got an article, How an Oklahoma Death Penalty Case Shook Up Evangelical Views on Execution. Emily Bells at Christianity Today. I'll never forget my first pair of Jordans. I mowed neighbors' lawns all summer to save up because I was certain those Jordans were going to make me touch the rim. But then the new shoe blister, to which I gritted my teeth and kept wearing them. Because blisters go away, but brand new Jordans are forever. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage. And this is exactly like buying a new home right now. Interest rates are higher, an annoying short-term blister. But home prices have come down quite a bit, creating a big opportunity. Because interest rates can go away, but the price you pay for a new home is forever. We've got hundreds of listeners buying their dream home now while prices have dropped with a plan to refinance the interest rate blister down the road. We have a direct lender advantage that can often get you a better rate and we provide a $1,000 lender credit at closing to all our radio friends. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Corp, Melbourne, New York. And a blessing for 1330. Pennsylvania Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672. Hi, this is Jason Hansen. I'm a former CIA officer and best-selling author on safety and preparedness. The fact is, things are getting downright scary for everyone who's storing their wealth in the banks. We just saw the collapse of three major banks, and I would urge you to consider protecting your wealth ASAP. If even a tiny percentage of Americans attempt to withdraw their savings, we would see a collapse of the entire banking system, sending us into a modern-day Great Depression. Fortunately, there is a way for you to avoid this. It starts with contacting Advantage Gold. If you have an IRA or 401k, Advantage Gold can help convert those paper assets into physical gold and silver. This is the process that I recommend everybody use as a hedge against rapid inflation and to protect your retirement wealth from the banks. Take control of your financial safety today. Call 800-900-8000 to get your free gold investment kit from Advantage Gold. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. Terry Warjunas here from the Gateway Clipper. The best way to see Pittsburgh is aboard a three-river sightseeing cruise. Join us and experience our city and learn something about it, too. Sales Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays, May 26th through June 11th. Visit gatewayclipper.com for tickets. 
This is Tim Seckler inviting you to tune in each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, the Seckler Law Firm. Each week, we'll talk about your family's well-being as it relates to elder law, nursing home stays, estate planning, and keeping your hard-earned savings. And if you missed the Life and Legacy Show, you will find it archived at secularlawfirm.com. See you Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show. Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker too. Plus iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Mainly clear skies for tonight, low 55. Clouds and some sunshine for tomorrow, the high 76. For Friday night, cloudy periods of rain, late, low 56. Saturday, cloudy and breezy with a few showers, high 66. For Sunday, mostly sunny, turning warmer with a high 72. Monday, mostly sunny, nice with a high 72. With your Iraqi weather forecast, I'm Andy Robb. Does this make sense? Yeah, does what make sense? Teeth whitening. Now, you could do the strips that you buy in the grocery store or the drugstore. You could go to a place and have a procedure done, something like that. Um, Does that make sense to you? Yeah, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Have you done such a thing? I have. Mm. But then it doesn't last, of course, Mm. because, you know, it's a dirty world we live in. It is dirty. Yeah, but it makes sense. Which, what what, what path did you choose? Uh, The little trays. Yeah? With, at the dentist's office? Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. It lasted a good while. Yeah? But then I didn't go. Was it expensive? (laughs) Yes, it was. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. How about when you see people with, like, with the super, super white veneers? Wow. I kind of like it. I mean, it's like, It's super white. It's super white. How do they do that? Well, they probably spend $50,000. You think? It's a lot. Like, you know, TV you know, mm-hmm. reporters or whatnot. Whoa, yeah. whoa, there's a smile. Right. That's super white. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think it makes sense. A, a white smile is, is very inviting. Does it make sense to you? It really does. And I'd like to be like, I, I would like to, maybe I would, I would like to be the kind of person who says, oh, that stuff doesn't that. matter to me. But I, I think it matters. I do like Have you the, done it? No, I haven't. I've done the... you got braces at 39. Exactly. So I'd care so about my tea. So it's in your tea. future. Do you think it is? I'd say so. I feel like because of the amount of tea I'm drinking, it's uh, time for me... Stains. It's time for me to have a whitening procedure done. So maybe I'll go get like the strip things. Because if you go to the dentist, I believe the first thing they ask you is, did you try the strips and did they work? Okay. Right. Because if the strips don't work, apparently the in-office procedure doesn't either. Right. Well, just be prepared because cha-ching, right? Okay. All right. Does this make sense? Mm-hmm. Suede anything. Oh. Suede shoes, mm. your little suede fringy jacket. Mm, your suede purse. All that suede. suede your belt. Suede, yeah. Mm-hmm. Listen, it makes so much sense. It's my favorite. Wrong. I Failure. love it. It does not make any sense yes, at all. Yes, it does. Why do you think it makes sense? Because it's it's comfortable. It doesn't make sense. It's an interesting texture. It yep. looks great. It if gets you dirty. Made... It gets stained, and then it's ruined, and you can't clean it. It's well, over. Well, that's certainly looking at. I'm the just bad telling side. you, how many? I used to have gorgeous suede shoes. 
And then what happened? They got all beat up. Because why did you? You have to keep them up. I you did. have to. Do you? I believe I did. Do you have a suede shoe care yes, kit? Yes, uh, yes. Do you? Ruined. Just ruined. Suede suede jacket. I have my suede shoe care kit keeps my suede really? going for suede? years and years. It's, I don't know. It just seems like an awful lot. I don't know if I'm sure that you use the suede <laughs> shoe care kit. All right. Well, get your teeth whitened and wear your suede. You look fabulous. <laughs> 101.5 WORD. Okay, everybody in the car. Where are we going, Daddy? On an adventure. Yay! Adventures in Odyssey. It's not just a kid's show, it's a show the whole family can enjoy. Listen on this station. Adventures in Odyssey, tonight at 8 on 101.5 Word FM, WORD. Inflation has pushed up the cost of just about everything, which means if you bought life insurance a few years ago, it might not be enough to protect your family today. Now is the time to get the insurance you need at a price you can afford. In a hurry? Don't worry. Call Select Quote now and get up to $2 million in instant, affordable, same day coverage with no medical exam. That's right. You can get up to $2 million in instant, affordable, same day coverage with no medical exam in under an hour. Call Select Quote at 1 800 572 9114. That's 1 800 572 9114. Or go to SelectQuote.com now and get up to $2 million in instant affordable same-day coverage with no medical exam that's 1-800-572-9114 or go to selectquote.com now full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials studies show decades of increased taxpayer spending per student has failed to improve educational performance can't we do better? Pittsburgh's Christian schools say we can. Right now, local Christian schools are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees, like Rayma Christian School in Moon. If you're looking for a safe environment for kids to learn where character matters and academic excellence is served by highly qualified teachers, consider Christian education. Visit wordfm.com slash tuitions. More than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio for their news, traffic, weather, sports, and a community connection. It's the backbone of the emergency alert system, keeping us safe in dangerous times. It's critical that we keep AM radio in cars because when cell and Internet services are down, this free emergency service could be your only lifeline. Text AM to 52886 and tell Congress we need AM radio in cars. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. We live in a time when Christian values aren't always viewed favorably, but the truth is Christian ideals have positively shaped most modern cultures throughout the centuries. The book How Christianity Transformed the World highlights Christian men and women who have been at the forefront of positive social change in education, medicine, philanthropy, and other foundations of society. Request a copy at truthforlife.org slash donate. It's a wild story. The oldest near-complete Hebrew Bible sold at Sotheby's auction house yesterday. For $38 million. Oh, my. Who? Wait. It's one of the it... highest prices ever paid for a book or historical uh, um, document. Ever. The volume, it's known as the Codex, Codex Sassoon. 
includes all 24 books of the Hebrew Bible, minus about eight leaves, including the first 10 chapters of Genesis. Researchers have uh, dated the Bible to the late 9th or early 10th century, making it the uh, the oldest near-complete Hebrew Bible known to exist. Uh, Since 1989, it's been owned by Swiss financier and collector Jacques Safra, and has only been seen by a few scholars. Speculation had percolated for months over who might have the desire and the deep pockets to acquire the Bible. Uh, shortly after the auction, Sotheby's announced that the buyer was the American Friends of ANU, the Museum of the Jewish People in Tel Aviv. Oh, that's who bought it? Yep. Oh, good. And was made possible by a donation from the Alfred H. Moises Foundation, a former ambassador to Romania, and his family. The Codex Sassoon will be donated to the museum, previously known as the Museum of the Jewish Dysphoria, and be part of the core exhibition. The Hebrew Bible is the most influential in history. Uh, This is a press release, but $38.1 million. Where uh, are you reading that from? From uh, from today's New York Times, as a matter of fact. Mm. Well, let me say this. I was afraid it was going to be purchased by like a Jeff Bezos type and it was going to be Disappear kept, forever. Or kept under a glass case in somebody's back room. Well, here's the thing. Even in, in its own time, the book was an expensive object. It requ- the Bible, this Bible, required the skins of easily more than 100 animals <gasps> to create its roughly 400 parchment pages. The text was written by a single scribe. It is a masterpiece of scribal art, said Sharon Mintz, Sotheby's senior consultant for Judica. She told the New York Times in February, it's also a slightly worn one marked by stains and small tears, which have been carefully mended with thread. But the text remains remarkably legible, written out in the square letters similar to those on Torah scrolls in synagogues and around the world today. Wow. We owe so much to scribes. Oh my. Uh, I mean, it, a single scribe? Christians in particular, yes, but all of humanity mm-hmm. owes so much to people who just recorded and recorded and recorded and yep. then recopied. Listen to this. The book also includes several inscriptions tracing changes in ownership across the centuries. The earliest is a deed of sale from, from around 1000 AD, indicating that it was sold by Khalif ben Abraham, a businessman who worked in Palestine and Syria, to Isaac ben Ezekiel el Attar, who ultimately gave it to his sons. And then another inscription in the Bible, 200 years later, was dedicated to the synagogue in the city of Maskin in northeast Syria. After the synagogue was destroyed, it was entrusted to a man named Samal bin Abi al-Fakar, who was to return it when the synagogue was rebuilt. The synagogue was not rebuilt, and what happened to the Bible between then and 1929, when it was purchased by the collector, David Solomon Sassoon, is Is, unclear. No, you're kidding. Oh. Uh Uh-huh, but now it's coming back to Israel, and it's coming home. So, 1929, the owner didn't make any, like, he, it just, like, kind of popped up into... Who do you know? Right. (gasps) Oh, that's incredible. Who do you know? Oh. 1,000 A.D.? Wow. Can you imagine? I mean, there are things like that would give you goosebumps just to be next to. All the hands, all the reading, all that passing down, passing down, passing down. 
If you would have the chance to see an artifact, Any I don't artifact. mean a recreation. I don't mean a recreation. I mean, if if there, like, is there an artifact somewhere in the world that you would really love to see? Mm, that's a great question. I have one. I, like I mean, to... I did ask you. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to see the Shroud of Turin. That's what mine is. Oh, it is. I'd love to see I that. I would really love to see that. I'm not saying it's valid. I'm not either. But I want to see it. But I have it, yes. But I'm not also not saying it's invalid. No, no. I want it to be. Not that it's going to change my faith. But, I mean, when you read something like that, 1000 AD, and then there's the Shroud, say what you will. Something like that is just... I would really love to see it. Okay, are there any pieces of artwork that you would love to see? What I'd like to find is the receipt for the pair of shoes I bought that I can't. I'd like to find that. You couldn't find. You can't no, find that. No, no, oh, that's no. too bad. A piece of artwork? Yeah, that you really want to see in person that you haven't. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> wouldn't you love to go to like um, the Russian museums? Yeah, of course. I mean, I'd love to go to any museum and see. But yeah, go to St. Petersburg and yeah. see. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I really want to see David. Michelangelo's David. Mm-hmm. That's in Florence. I would really love to see that. I also would love to see the Pieta, which is in the Vatican. Yeah. Those are the two that I would particularly like to see in person. Mona Lisa? I don't yeah. care that much. Yeah. Guarnica? Picasso's gigantic mural? That's that's be cool to see. Mm. Hmm. I don't care that much about that either. Lex, do you have a, a a something that you would love to see in person? An artifact or a piece of art? Um, a piece of art, probably anything from Van Gogh. Mm-hmm. I would just be very curious to, to stand see. next to it. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, just isn't that a wild feeling to think he was there doing this and then you're standing next to it? That's so cool. And so, listen to this. I hope you get to go to the Van Gogh Museum in Amsterdam someday, because in the uh, in the first floor. Um, it it kind of takes you, the museum kind of takes you in a path, right? And so as you're going down this big, beautiful circular stairwell, there are all of these uh, windows. They're square and they're the most brilliant yellow. Okay. So like sunflowers. Yes. They're the exact color of his sunflowers. Mm. Okay. And they're all along the wall. So you're going down this big wide staircase. You're seeing all of this yellow, yellow, yellow. And at the end of the staircase, you walk into the room and there it is. <laughs> oh, that's really wonderful. I mean, it's oh, so fabulous. beautiful. Oh, it gives me, yeah. oh, it's so wonderful. And it's small. Yeah. You know, it's not big. But just the color of it, they did such a beautiful job recreating so that when you got there, it was like. So when you think about Van Gogh, you know, the tragedy of Van Gogh and the thing that his life perpetrates in some way uh, is the idea of suffering for your art, Mm -hmm. which I think is a really destructive myth. I'm sure there's a deep reality of that. A lot of great arts have been born from suffering. But a lot of young artists would fall into that trap that trap that you must suffer yeah. to create things of significance, which I think is it's a shame. I think the artist hat. 
I don't know, though. I feel like the artist has to suffer, though. I think yeah, the, you must know life. Yes, exactly. To yes, to, to be able delve to, into the beauty, to be and able the to, horror, to be able to produce it. Yes, you have to be willing to right. go saying, there. Oh, there's my trust yeah, fund, you're, baby. Yeah. So you're saying like that? Yeah. I mean, Van Gogh is a tragic tale. Oh. Right before, um, you know, he was living with Paul with the artist. Gagon. Right, and they had a big fight. A falling out. Can you imagine that fight? Can you imagine? Galgan left, and uh, he was very, very upset about it. Mm. Uh, Van Gogh was, and so that's when he chopped his ear off. And he took the lobe of his ear and he put it in a white, a piece of white paper, and he took it to his friend Rachel, who was uh, a prostitute in the town he was living in, and he handed it to her. Can you imagine? No. And he said, "Take this. Um, it'll be helpful to you." She looked at it. She freaked, as you can imagine, which is the only appropriate response. She showed everybody freaked. And he was ta- he, the police went and looked for him. He, they found him asleep in his bed, covered in blood. Sure. So once the police arrested him and he was sitting there, he kind of, kind of came to grips with what he had done. He had freaked out his good friend, Rachel, right? He'd lost his flatmate. And to me, this and, and he maimed himself for life, yeah. right? He and not only was it obvious to him what he'd done to himself, but it was obvious to everybody because everybody knew what happened, mm-hmm. everybody knew what he did, and how crazy he was. But maybe the saddest part is that he was just ready to break into the art field that he had been trying that world oh, really? that had been. So it turned its back. It was it was unattainable to him, and then he had done this thing that was so crazy. People don't want to be associated. People didn't want to be associated with it. So, do you know what he did? Huh. Within a week, he checked himself into a psychiatric asylum where he lived for the next year. And it was the most fertile part of his artistic production. Because there was routine and control and oversight. Yeah, I don't know. Was. Or maybe he was coming to grips with who he was. Or maybe he was just felt safe for the yeah, first time. Yeah, that could be. Right? 140 works were produced in that during that sanitarium. year. Sanitarium. Yeah. During that year, some of his most famous works, like Starry Night, was produced while he was in the asylum. Um, Irises, both of the uh, canvases, the one in the vase and the one in the field, both produced there. And also uh, Man with the Bandaged Ear, which is oh, yeah, his sure. self-portrait of what he had done. How about uh, the uh, Kirk Douglas movie, Lust Never for Life? Never saw it. Oh, it's a great movie. Is it? Yeah, and Willem Dafoe, maybe three years ago, did a Van Gogh movie. That was off the charts. Vincent? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Fabulous. Excellent. Yeah. I'm surprised you haven't seen anything like that. I You're know. such a fan. I know I am. I don't know why. Both those. I Vincent, yeah. Because I'm bad at seeing movies. You know it. Yeah, right. Sorry. It's embarrassing. Right. Anyway, Van Gogh is a tragic figure, but a beautiful, beautiful figure. Believer in Jesus. The reason we know so much about him is all the letters that he left. Mm, to his brother. That, he, that his sister-in-law, the sister-in-law, God bless her, saved those letters. Can you believe that? If it was up to him or his brother, they would have sold and exactly. disappeared into the dust. But she's the one that preserved all that. Fabulous. All right, yeah. Do you remember that, her name? No. No, me neither. No. Look, she did such a great service I know. to all of humanity. And neither one of us can remember her away. name. Right, right, right. That's horrible. Well, thank you. Yeah. She is Mrs. Van Gogh, right? Yep. Yeah, she is she Mrs. Was Van Mrs. Van Gogh. Yep. All right. We need to take a step away. But when we come back, um, Paul Simon has released a new album. And you think, Paul Simon? How old is Paul Simon? I love Paul Simon. Well, he's 81, and he's got a new thing coming out. We'll talk about it. Coming up next in The Ride Home.
turkey and stuffing, real mashed potatoes, sliced top round, Aunt Emma's broccoli casserole, chicken and gravy over buttermilk biscuits. Am I making you hungry yet? Hi, it's me, Marsha, from the Springhouse. You have a special event coming up in your life, a shower, a wedding, graduation party, company party, anniversary event, or any occasion where you'd love to serve all-natural, farm-fresh foods, then it's time to give the Springhouse Catering Department a call at 724-228-3339. From your first conversation with Dawn, who will help you create a menu that's unique to you, to the beautiful, bounteous setup and display that my sister Jill and her crew create, you will be delighted. After every catering event, Jill tells our cooks, I wish I could take you with me so you could hear all the wonderful comments guests give us. Give us a call at 724-228-3339 or check out our extensive menu at springhousemarket.com for farm-fresh catering from the Springhouse. At Paid For by the Sentinel Group. Attention veterans, active duty military, civilians, and contractors. If you were issued earplugs between 1999 and 2015 and were diagnosed with hearing loss or ringing in the ears, you may be entitled to compensation. The manufacturer of these military earplugs recently paid $9.1 million to resolve claims that their earplugs were defective, potentially exposing service members to damaging sound levels that could have resulted in hearing loss or tinnitus. If you or a loved one were issued earplugs and were diagnosed with tinnitus or hearing loss, don't wait. You fought for this country, and our attorneys want to fight for you. Call 800-207-0028 now for a free legal consultation and to see if you may be eligible to file a claim. Time restrictions may apply, and you pay nothing unless there's a recovery in your favor. So call 800-207-0028 now. Again, 800-207-0028. That's 800-207-0028. Whether you own a local business or a global one, you're always looking for ways to position your operation to create opportunities and move on them faster. With Bank of America, you get access to experts, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter, locally and globally. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Copyright 2023, Bank of America, N.A. Major's Month has got it going on. It's all you want if your savings are month long. Baby, can't you see? Major's Month is all you need. You know you can't go wrong when Major's Month is going Upgrade to the performance you need on all Maytag major appliances during May is Maytag Month, happening all month long. At the age of 81, by and large, most people's work has been completed. Right now, and there are certainly... Coasting. uh, Yes. Certainly, especially lately, it feels, large exceptions to that rule. But for the most part, people go, oh, I'm retired. Paul Simon is not yet retired. Uh, He turned 81 recently, and just this uh, past week, he released an album called Seven Psalms, uh, where the 81-year-old ruminates on morality, faith, and meaning in an album that some people are saying is his farewell album. Um, I have been a lifelong Paul Simon fan. I mean, I remember in the days of, you know, Columbia Records, you, you know, you sent away and got sure, you know, right. for How, a penny. Yeah. You got like 
16 albums. Right. For like a, a buck or something right. like that, right? I, I mean, I, I've had Paul Simon albums since I was a kid. So I have... Last time he was in town, I went to his last concert here in town at the, at the Paint. It was probably the best show I saw in my life. Really? I love him so much. I really do. I know he's not everybody's cup of tea, but he's mine in a big way. Anyway, Seven Psalms has released. And I would say, from listening to Paul Simon all over these many years, now, he is he is of uh, Jewish descent. Um, he is not a practicing Jew, but he is a deeply spiritual person. If you would do a, a word search on you know all of his music, all of his albums, his different songs over the years, you would find a lot of different threads of questioning, probing what it means to be a spiritual being or someone leaning into that. So I'm deeply excited at the release of this album today, uh, this past week, Seven Psalms by Paul Simon. Now, you're reading from the New York Times review? Yeah. Uh, or it's, it's a review. It's an overview, I would say. Okay. They say this. The album is constructed as a nearly unbroken 33-minute suite, nominally divided into seven songs that circle back to reoccurring refrains. It has places of lingering contemplation. It has sudden, startling changes. Its informality is exactingly planned. He begins the album with a song called The Lord. I, I have not listened to this at all. I mean, but, you know, you think about, I mean, when Simon and Garfunkel, their gigantic hit in the 60s, of course, was Bridge Over Troubled Water. Mm -hmm. um, Love Me Like a Rock, religious overtones on pop music, on, on pop radio. Mm -hmm. For a lot of people who would never, ever, I mean, before, you know, when you listen to music from the 40s and the 50s and, of course, you know, the folk thing of the 60s, people did not delve into religious themes in their music. But then the rise except of, the Jesus music movement, the Jesus in the 60s. music. But the rise of the singer songwriter allowed people to, exp, you know, show who they are as human beings. And I think to me, Paul Simon is is one of the greatest. Hmm. Seven Psalms. I like someone who's been honest about their journey, and so I really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, I I haven't been. I, you know, I was thinking as you were talking. If I even have a Paul Simon album, it's I think not your I, cup of tea. No, but it's, it's not something I hate. It's just one no. of those people. I think why have I? Why haven't I delved more yeah, deeply I, into I, that? I, that happens to me all the time. Like someone passes away, and I go, "Oh, gee, yeah, why didn't I, I do why, that? Yeah, why wasn't I doing?" Which is why you that? started uh, watching the um, Gordon Lightfoot documentary. Exactly. I mean, who sits down <laughs> to watch the Gordon Lightfoot documentary? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, in other news, I, I do want to mention something we talked about earlier in today's program, which is that this day in history, 43 years ago today, was the eruption at Mount St. Helens. Mm -hmm. And the U.S. Geological Survey has a terrific Twitter feed that you should look at because minute by minute, all day long, they are posting a, a photograph or a video on what was happening 43 years ago today. What? Yeah. Is every, that on Twitter? Uh, yep. It's on Twitter, the USGS, U.S. Geological Survey, and it is fascinating. Oh, that's cool. Just to see everything from when when the, the mountain was bulging, remember? And they yeah. were thinking, oh, this like, going. yeah, to when it did finally go and the, all the – anyway, see, I, I really want to highly recommend that on Twitter. Also, I want to thank Lexi for doing a quick internet search to tell us that Vincent Van Gogh's sister-in-law was Johanna. Johanna. Yeah, mm -hmm. or Johanna. I guess Johanna, it would be a yeah. more appropriate way to pronounce it. Yeah. Well, thank you, Johanna. Because uh -huh, she did a service for all of us. Now, look, here, now, here my, this is my wife and I. Every Sunday, we would drive by the Carnegie and go, 
Oh, the international's going on. We have to get in there. Do you think we ever did? No. This past week, the Greek food festival right across the street. I forgot Oh, we have to get in there. Do you think I did it? No. I mean, sometimes you just go, John, stop being such a loser. That's why God gave us phones so that we'd put stuff in it. Yeah. I probably was looking at my phone as I drove by the museum. That's all I'm saying. Thanks for joining us today on The Ride Home. If you missed any portion of the show, the good thing is that the podcast is always available. Whatever platform you're looking for in your podcast, yeah. you're going to find us there. The Ride Home with Johnny Cash. skip that thing about dating. Because <laughs> what, what right. were we thinking? Bad. That didn't work out at all. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.